0: You're listening to episode 255 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holley. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols, and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, party people, welcome, welcome to the show. How's it going? How are you? How are your healthy habits? How are you acclimating into spring and springtime? The buds outside my window on this big, beautiful tree we have right outside the window are green and they are opening up and there just feels like there's so much life outside and I love that. Can't, I can't get enough of that. I don't know about you, but anytime my mood turns sour <laughs> or I get into that low mood right now in the spring, I just get my booty outside as much as possible. And if I can't, if it's still downpour, because, you know, Portland, I will look outside and I will look at the leaves and I will look at them and I will say in this marmy way that I say to myself, the only constant is change. This low mood will pass. Whatever is bugging you. Lucia, whatever bug in your butt is going to change at some point, one point or another. (laughs) And it helps me. (laughs) So on today's episode, um, I'm going to answer a viewer question. If you didn't know, you can always ask me questions, Uh, shoot me a DM or use the form on my website and I'm always here to answer them. Um, And if I think it's applicable for the show or I think it would help more than a couple of people, I'm going to make an episode out of it. So on today's show, we're talking about rest and recovery. Um, because the question that I got was, you know, someone who's, you know, pretty self-aware and was saying, okay, as long as I like know I'm not doing chronic intensive cardio, um, you know, I'm not trying to just like burn a bunch of calories, like if I'm doing kind of respectful exercise for myself, how do I know that I am resting and recovering adequately, And I was like, wow, what a great question. I haven't answered that on the podcast before, and it would be a good, good resource. So here we are. We're all going to learn together about rest and recovery. And here is the general consensus. And this is actually going to be a pretty short episode. And that's intentional. It's intentional. I want you all to practice and to see that for like 95% of the health and wellness that is going to get you to your goals, it is common sense. Okay, when we have to do a lot of thinking, or when we feel really, really thinky, when we feel like our thoughts are going to solve all our problems, and we just think about something harder, we'll figure it out. That, my friend, is the low mood thinking. And it doesn't really solve our problems. Think about all the times you've thought about your food And you've thought about your relationship to your food. And you've thought about, you know, maybe you thought about calories in a really crummy way for most of your life. Tell me, did that get you? Did all that analyzing and thinking and planning and prepping, did it actually get you where you wanted to go? I'm going to go out on a limb and just tell you based on all the conversations I've had. No, it really doesn't work like that. What works is coming back to the basics allowing them to become boring and repetitive and part of your life and not, in practicing, this is the practice, practicing not getting into reaction when something comes up where you feel like you have to think a lot about it. Instead, practicing reflection. That's a huge value of this podcast, of the process I take clients through. And it's not some crazy brand new process that is super secretive. It's literally common sense, okay? so. All that being said, and what a gift, you know? What a gift for common sense to be like. Like that meet the, that phrase common sense, I say that to be empowering. Because it's something that really all of us can tune into and tap into. It's it's common sense, it's that wisdom that we all hold, okay? So from a rest and recovery standpoint, let's say, and this is going to be whether you are strength training or maybe you're, you know, prioritizing more cardiovascular type exercise, maybe the combination of both, it really, for the purposes of this conversation, this episode, it doesn't really matter because it's the same is going to apply. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll give, I'll give you a little bit more on that type of, it's not even a caveat, but I'll get, into more examples later on but it's still gonna be a pretty short podcast (laughs) so two things to understand if you're resting and recovering adequately number one you're going to take stock of your rest and recovery days so the days that you're not doing a workout and then number two, you're gonna take stock of the days that you are working out. Again, whether it's strength-based or cardio-based or a mixture of both. And also remember that um on your rest days, that doesn't mean you're like immobile in bed. Yes, you could have a more leisurely day on a rest day, but rest days generally also are taking into account that you're doing chores, you're living your life, you're walking to the post office, you're walking around the office, you're chasing after the kids. Like you're still getting some movement in, you're still a human, and humans were naturally we have movement. That is helpful. Um, You don't have to be scared of moving on your rest days. Just throwing that out there too. You know, it's part of the common sense. Rest days just means that there isn't like that intentional period of exercising. Okay. So for rest and recovery, here's a beautiful thing. On your rest days, you're going to want to make sure that you're feeling pretty good. So on your rest days, this means that you're sleeping pretty well. And of course you might be in a period of life where there are some other factors that affect your sleep, but bearing and keeping all that in mind, you're resting well. You're getting to sleep pretty reasonably, you're sleeping through the night pretty reasonably, and you're waking up pretty reasonably. Number two, you're eating pretty well on those rest and recovery days. Meaning you're eating when you're hungry, you're stopping when you're satisfied, your cravings feel pretty manageable or not too existent, and you, move on from your food when you're done eating it you're not hypervigilant about it you're not hyper fixated on it you eat you, you tend to your needs and then you're good and then number three your energy levels are pretty good surprise surprise meaning when you get up in the morning you're ready to start that morning sure you might you know enjoy your cup of coffee and get a little more pep in your step and you might get a little more energy once you have your breakfast but as your days are going through you're not tanking you're not uh, crashing you generally feel pretty good from morning until the evening okay now this is a very bird's eye view but That all right there is common sense. On your rest and recovery days, you feel good. Sleep, food, energy. Boom, boom, boom. Now then, let's talk about your active days, the days that you're working out. Surprise, surprise. The same should apply. So your sleep should be pretty good. Going to sleep, staying asleep, waking up. Your energy should be pretty good. Now, here's the thing with a exercise day, your energy is also going to include how you feel when you're exercising, whether strength-based or cardio-based, meaning you're able to push yourself in your activities. And then after you push yourself, you feel like you recover pretty well. And over time, as you consistently exercise, and this is important too, you notice that you get better. So for strength training, that means the amount of sets or the amount of reps that you're doing, the amount of weight that you're lifting increases because that's showing you you're getting stronger over time. If you're doing more of a cardiovascular-based event, either you can um, do it faster, you can do it longer, or you can do it for more sustained periods of time that are linked up. Or both, if you're doing a combination of cardio and strength-based exercises. So, in addition to that, on those exercise days, from a food perspective, same as the rest days. You feel hungry, and so you eat. You eat until you're satisfied. And then your cravings are pretty well managed throughout the day and your energy isn't tanking or dropping. You might feel like you need some time to rest and recover after the workout. That's the point of like a cool down um, session or period of time where you're showing your body, hey, we're transitioning from more intensive movement back into my general daily movement. Um, And you might notice that part of your exercise day also includes getting in a meal or at least a snack after your workout. So you're getting in that energy that you've expended, right? Because you're not just working out for a calorie burn, you're working out so that you can get fitter and stronger. So that is how you know those are the positive signs of being well-rested and having adequate recovery between workout days is basically showing you that you're giving your body enough food you're giving your body enough rest now signs that you're not well rested and that you're not recovering adequately would be that you start to have a lot of um, you know muscle and a lot of different reasons could tie into this but this is just from that general perspective you start to feel a lot of muscle pain muscle imbalances um you get more than just kind of the delayed onset muscle soreness the doms you get more than that you really feel like you aren't catching up between sessions or you feel like when you're in sessions your weights are not increasing you're not getting stronger Um, those runs you're going on or the biking you're doing you can't go further or you can't go at the faster pace that you're training for you feel stalled out or you feel like you bonk Those are all signs that your rest and recovery isn't adequate. In addition, not only can that be from a emotional stress standpoint, it can be from a physiological stress standpoint. And so from that physiological stress standpoint, you'd wanna be looking at, well, how is my sleep? What are my energy levels telling me? From a food perspective, I always wanna make sure that you're eating enough food. A lot of women fall into the trap of under eating, under eating, under eating all day long. And then come the end of the day, they finally either feel their hunger signals for the first time all day because they're no longer running on fumes and they're actually in touch or now they get to like sit instead of just managing through their days. So they either, um, Overconsume consume at the end of the day and then blow past whatever set calorie amount they thought that they were aiming for they thought that they were hitting or you power through the work week and then come the weekend it's party time it's fun time like screw tracking my food screw having any awareness or being intentional at all because when i'm intentional i restrict you know what i mean so if you're getting into that territory with your food yeah you're probably not going to be getting any good gains in the gym because you've got to fuel yourself with enough protein, enough carbs, and enough fats so that you are well-fueled in your workouts. And it's a yin and a yang for workouts and rest and recovery. So workouts are on one side and rest and recovery is on the other side. Now, what I was saying probably about seven minutes ago when I said I'd give some examples about if you're starting to train more or like depending on the types of training that you do. You know, when I first started my nutrition practice, I was actually starting that practice through a gym. So I wasn't doing fitness training at the time, but I was working with a lot of athletes and a lot of people who were throughout a whole range of athleticism plenty of newer athletes, um, plenty of, you know, people who considered their athleticism as like their hobby, something fun, you know, just a way to like release their energy. And then people who were actually, you know, maybe had started out as beginner athletes, but then quickly realized, wow, this is actually something I'm passionate about. I'm going to start to become more competitive. I'm going to um, perform in different, you know, there were marathon runners, there were uh, power lifters, Olympic lifters, um, strong, I mean, strong man competitions, but like strong people, um, competitors. So a whole slew of different uh, realms in terms of what people were training for. Now, when you get into exercise um, physiology and exercise science, yes, there's so much more beyond the scope of this podcast. When it comes to um, training in different zones—zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four—different stages of training, how you actually you know program in your training so that you're getting um, fitter in the long term, depending on what your goals are. So here's the thing. And this is what I would tell my clients when I was working with a lot, a lot, a lot of athletes who were very much like training for athletic goals. And you see this, this is, this continues along the spectrum of common sense. You see this with Olympic athletes, Olympic athletes can complete Olympic feats because their training and their rest and recovery match each other. So the only reason that someone can't get to really elite and fit levels, in my opinion and from my perspective, is that the thing that holds them back is their level of respect for their rest and recovery. Now, for a lot of us, we might not have the literal time or ability to prioritize that level of rest and recovery, and there's no shame in that. I think the amount of fitness and health and wellness that the average person can have is amazing. So we're not trying to become Olympic athletes. I just use them as an example because I think that that it makes it, it makes it make more sense. When you have like a visual of like okay, an Olympic athlete is literally a professional. So it's literally their job to not only do the work of their sport, but also it's their job to rest and recovery. And recover. Now, those people, because it's their jobs, they might also have support from a nutrition perspective, massage therapists, like body workers, all that stuff. That's why that's not part of this conversation. But on today's show, I just want you to be considering that if you want to feel more athletic, if you want to feel more functional, remember that the more time you're dedicating in the gym or the harder you're pushing in the gym, the more of the yin and the yang, the more you're going to find that you do need to pay attention to the foods you're eating, your stress management, and your rest and recovery. And isn't that truly just part of this entire conversation around health and wellness and healthy habits in general? Is that for most people, we're overstressed, we're overworked, we're not paying enough attention to ourselves, we're self-sabotaging, we have really crummy stories we tell ourselves every single day. So our emotional stress, our emotional relationship to ourselves is kind of crummy. We focus on the negative and then we're in the low mood state. And then we associate being in a low mood state with our health and wellness and our health and wellness goals. And then we think that they're one and the same. That's a practice, okay? We all can stop practicing that anytime we want to stop. And the way that you do that is that you, A, just realize that the low mood thinking doesn't have to be associated with your health and wellness. It really doesn't. You can just decide today, oh, I'm just here for my health and wellness. I'm just here thinking about my rest and recovery or thinking about what I eat or thinking about some goals I have, my fitness, whatever it is from a place that isn't low mood. You don't even have to decide what other place it is. You can just decide it's not from a low mood. It's just from me taking care of myself or me being alive, being a human, wanting to experience life in a body that feels really functional. So instead of feeling like you are maybe out to sea when it comes to, you know, not wanting to push yourself too hard in the gym or getting nervous about how to manage your rest and recovery and then your fitness and your, you know, functional movement... Uh, take a step back and think about common sense perspective. Common sense, all you really need to pay attention to is, do I feel pretty good on my days off of the gym working out? And do I feel pretty good when I am in the gym and when I am in those days working out? And don't forget that when I say feeling pretty good, that, that workout might leave you breathless. You, you might get really tired, but over the course of an hour, two hours, three hours, by the end of that day, the, the sign that that was a good workout is that you get really tired and then you bounce back from it. So that is a sign of a good workout. And of course, like I said before, that over time when you are consistent with these workouts, because none of this is going to apply if you just work out one day and then you say, screw it, you kick the can down the road and you never show up, you never put your workout clothes on, you never go do it. This conversation won't really apply. This is applying to those who are saying, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to turn this into a boring habit because that's what I want for myself. I want boring habits. I want working out to be like brushing my teeth. All right. You got to reparent yourself and you got to say, I'm going to have to tell myself to brush my teeth, slash, work out, slash, recover, slash, whatever it is, plug in and plug and play, whatever you want right there. The way that that happens is by allowing yourself to come back to everything we just talked about in this episode. Okay? So, your rest and recovery from the bird's eye view, and from just a general health and wellness standpoint, is going to be adequate when you feel good on your recovery days and when you feel good on your workout days. And if you don't feel good, then consider looking at sleep first and foremost, water intake. You know, I often couple water into food intake because you drink water and you eat food, okay? But I do want to just call out water. If you are walking around like a dehydrated hydrangea, my God, water yourself, okay? So sleep first, water second, and then from a food perspective, all of the basics apply. There's nothing wild that comes into play. Are you getting in a balanced breakfast, lunch, and dinner? If you need a snack or two, fantastic. Have some dessert in there too. For the most part, your meals and your snacks are coming from a balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Of those, the options that are going to give you the most energy for the longest period of time are going to be primarily more unprocessed. So in general, we like to lean on more unprocessed versions of proteins, carbs, and fats. But also from a enjoyable life perspective and from an emotional balance place, um, balance place There are no good or bad foods. So, of course, bring in the foods that bring you pleasure from a taste perspective that might not just always be super duper unprocessed. You know, like we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just coming back into really sustainable, really fun, really enjoyable health and wellness habits. And if you're someone who's newer to balancing those plates, start with the balance of the protein, carbs, and fats. And then look at the total amounts of food. Like I said before, a lot of women really under eat throughout the days. And then come the nights they overeat and maybe they overeat foods that aren't so balanced. And so that contributes to poor sleep, um, unbalanced energy, uh, moodiness, all that stuff. So we come into balance first and those are going to be the heavy hitters for how to adequately rest and recover on our days off so that we can push it in our fitness feats, and then recover on the day of fitness and then the days between. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for asking wonderful questions. Again, I'm always fielding them. So if you have questions that you'd like me to answer, fill out the form on my website, shoot me a DM, no biggie, just send it my way, send me an email. It's all good. And thank you so much, so, so much for being here. And I will see you on next week's episode. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know what's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me, where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com. That's L-U-C-I-A. H-A-W-L-E-Y to connect.